Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. Jesus has just said that not one letter of the law or the prophets would be abolished. He said, don't think that I've come to abolish the law of the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. And then here's today's text. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter, nor one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. And this word right here, the smallest letter in verse 18, it refers to like something so small as what you and I as English speakers would think of as like the dot at the top of a lowercase i. Not even an iota, the smallest letter of the law will disappear. Everything that God has said will come to pass. God has not abolished the law. There's an ancient heresy known as Marcionism, okay? M-A-R-C-I, okay? M-A-R-C-I-O-N-I-S-M, Marcionism. Like Marcionism is a belief that God was just having like a bad day in the Old Testament. He wrote out the Old Testament law, and then in the New Testament, he suddenly is in a better mood, and now everything's cool. But then the problem with Marcionism is like, you know, the final books of the Bible, Revelation, for that matter, Daniel, which is an Old Testament book, Second Thessalonians, like these prophetic books that describe God pouring out his wrath upon humanity and creation for our sin, or even for that matter, like the book of Romans, like really any, any coherent view of the gospel uh, rebuts Marcionism. But that's exactly the hermeneutic held by atheistic critics such as like Richard Dawkins who, for his, to his credit, actually at least did read the Bible. They read the Bible, and everything looks great at first, and then things fall into disarray. And then God proclaims his wrath upon sin, and then we, as fellow sinners, like Richard Dawkins, look upon that, and like God and his indignation upon sin, we say like, look at that, God's changed his mind. We look upon God's proclamation in the days of the flood, saying that he regretted having created mankind. And say, look, look, that's God changing his mind. He created, and now he regrets it, and therefore he has changed his mind. And then we would go so far as to put words in God's mouth, saying, like, God regrets having created. That's not true. That's Marcionism. God foreknew before the foundations of the earth, before the creation of the world, about the rebellion not only of Adam and Eve and the children of Noah, but you and I too. God foreknew all of this. God foreknew the rebellion that is prophesied in Revelation, that arguably has yet to come to pass for crying out loud. Like God foreknows everything. And despite foreknowing all the rebellion, all the sin, all the murder, all the abortion, all the terrorism, all the gun violence, all of it, God chose to create nonetheless. God in the very foundations of the earth, in the very beginning of creation, the very beginning of redemptive history, laid out the groundwork by which you and I would know we're sinful. This goes all the way back to Eden for crying out loud. Because of the law, you and I become conscious of sin. See the whole book of Romans. If you want more on this, see our series in JCM's YouTube channel, uh, How Christians Are Made. By the law, you and I become conscious of sin. Therefore, every letter of the law is important because by every letter of the law, you and I become very aware of our sin, of our, short, our shortcomings. 
So it's not like God has undone the means by which you and I become aware of sin. Rather, every single stroke of the pen, even the dots on the, if it were written in English, lowercase i's, they all will remain forevermore. It's not like God was having a schizophrenic fit and was angry about sin, but now has suddenly become a lax judge who just lets sin slide. You wanna talk about privilege theory? You and I as New Testament believers, we are incredibly privileged because we dwell in an era whereupon our sins have been atoned for in the past sense chronologically by Christ's sacrifice on the cross. It's not like Christ suddenly mitigated rather like or changed the mind of God. Rather, he satiated fully the wrath of God upon sin. It's not like God has suddenly just let sin slide in the New Testament era. Rather, you and I are so accustomed to the grace of the New Testament, we might think that. God feels exactly the same way about you and I and our sin today, right now, in the year that it is, that he did about the sins of Old Testament peoples. Not one stroke of the pen has disappeared. Rather, every, every jot of the Old Testament law will remain forevermore, even through the New Testament era. Here's Matthew 5, verse 18. Truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away. Okay, it doesn't get any later than that, my friend. Not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. That goes beyond the apocalyptic. So if you held to an antinomian view, the view that God no longer cares about the Old Testament standards, that God is now somehow accommodating of sin, you are gravely mistaken as per Jesus's very words. Do not mistake the grace that we know in the New Testament for lackadaisical standards on the part of God who has existed since the Old Testament. 